And it's fun, isn't it? Every day on Pentecost, somebody probably reads this scripture, chapter 2 of Acts. So we'll read um, 17 through 21 this morning. If you want to get your Bibles out at home, get your uh, Bibles out here and follow along. Um, I have three things I gathered out of this that I wonder about, okay? Um, It goes like this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, um, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. Praise God. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of God for all of his people today. So I was wondering about that uh, scripture there as I read it and was digesting it and uh, pondering everything that had happened because... The Spirit came and fell on those 120 up there. And I wondered, what causes us to have a day of passion like they did? A day of of praise, a a day of prophecy. If you see that, it's all there. And I, gosh, I wondered what in the world would cause that to happen. And, um, and, uh, And if we read too fast, we'll miss the reason. We'll miss the excitement behind what, what caused them to have such passion. And it's in verse 1. Fred, I think I have that up there. Um, verse 1 goes like this. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, now here's what got me all excited. They were all in one, with one accord in one place. Now that, I got lost, I got lost in 17, the rest of the scripture, because I think the focus of everything is right there, right there in front of us, and we pass it by. That they were in one accord, they were all there together in one place. So I I thought to myself, there's got to be something deeper in this than just being there um, and um, understanding that things are, are, are going crazy because these fire, these fire things look like tongues come down on them. The word that is there is just, it's literally impossible for me to say it, but it, it goes like this. Homo, tho, oh, <laughs> madon. Madon is the last part of that. And it's a, it's a conjunction of two words. Um, and, and it goes like this. The first word is rushing along, rushing along. And the second part of that word is in unison, in unison. So these guys were all together, rushing along, doing everything that they'd been told to do, waiting, waiting for the very thing that happened this day, the Holy Spirit to come. And I thought to myself, I wonder, I wonder just what that word means. Because and, and, it has to mean something more powerful than just rushing along together. So I looked it up, and it's only used 12 times in the whole, God, in the whole New Testament, and uh, 10 times in the book of Acts. 
And Paul is always talking about, and Luke is always talking about, this whole issue of, of um, being together and rushing along, doing what God wants us to do. And that caused something that um, um, we need to have today. And to have that happen, I wondered, what would it take for us to be of one mind? That's what they were, one mind, one, one passion, rushing along to do everything that they could do. And what were they doing? They were doing nothing more than sharing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you listen to the last verse of 21, uh, they were sharing Christ and everything that he did for them, and many were saved. Amen? I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's funny for us that we think about this stuff and then don't take it. Um, um, as um, powerfully as we should. Because I think when, the, when we understand that once we become people who have one mind, now I don't know about you, I'm going to say this gently, but I don't think we sitting here, oh, I hate to say this, but I don't think we sitting here will ever be of one mind. Amen? Do you know why? Because of me. Yeah, I have selfish attitude. And I want what I want. And I want to do it the way I want to do it. Amen? But the problem of it is, is you guys don't want to do it the way I want to do it. You want to do it your stinking way. Paul wants to do it his way. Jerry wants to do it. Every morning I try to get the same breakfast that somebody else got just so I can be with them. Every Friday morning. I don't think they even notice that. One day I'll get raw eggs, just like Jerry does. So I can be in one mind with him. Amen? They give him raw eggs, and then they're not raw enough, are they, Paul? <laughs> Golly, nuts. I'm sorry, Gene. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So right away, if we listen to this with our hearts and understand and be really truthful with each other, we'll never experience that passion that they had. Because, because they, were, they were trapped in one room, 120 or more probably. They were trapped in that room for days waiting for this to happen. Shoot. I can't wait till the day you guys are picking um, the collar for the carpet over there. It's going to be real fun, isn't it? What do you mean red? You put red carpet in there, I'm not coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's not even talking about painting the walls. I mean, they paint those walls that drab gray, I'm telling you, I'm just going to flip out. <laughs> do, do you see what I'm saying? It is hard. We pray, Holy Spirit, come. And God says, come where? I've already sent him. You know, you guys should all be in one accord. You should all be together. But the church is not just here. Don't think we're the only ones not together. Uh, I'm sure the Baptist church and the Presbyterian church and all these Pentecostal community churches around us have everybody in one accord. Amen? It's just us. I wish that was true. We could fix it. But we can't fix it because we're all human and we have our own opinions, our own thoughts. And the key to this whole issue of having a day of passion, um, days of passion, lives of passion, is the fact that we don't get together 
in one place and say, let's do this for the glory of God and for him alone. You all with me on that? It's a sad commentary, isn't it? Because what happens is, when we don't have that day of passion, when we don't have that shared passion, that shared mind, when we don't experience that, then what happens that's, that is terrible t- for us is that we don't um, get to praise God the way that we should. We miss out on praising God. If you listen to these guys, they got up and started yelling, started screaming, started getting together, and started, started um, their whole new life together in Christ. And um, I'm sure there was a lot of singing and a lot of, a lot of um, 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 instruments being played and all that stuff. And it was probably way out of context for all of them that were around there. And, and, uh, and, and if you hear the story, even the people that were looking in said, there's something strange with those guys. What in the world are they praising God about this early in the morning? They're just all drunk. At nine o'clock, huh? <laughs> I'm telling you. It's a, it's a sad commentary that you and I will miss. We will miss. Do you hear that? You and I will miss the outbreak of praise because of the fact that we don't um, share in a shared pass- uh, passion of being one in spirit. That, that praise... Um, I have a thought here. That praise is, is about what we should be doing right now it's called um, A Little Vision of Heaven. And I got that from uh, Corey Ten Boom. Corey Ten Boom, when she was in prison, her and her sister for helping um, the Jews um, be safe and sheltering them. Um, <clears throat> she said one of the things that happened there, there was many things that happened if you read her book. Um, what's the name of the book? Hiding Place. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> She was talking about uh, how they would come home at night from uh, all their time, and it would be late at night, and, and um, we would probably be exhausted and go to bed and go to sleep, you know. Well, they went into their little beds, and um, somebody had smuggled a Bible in there, and they had a Bible, and when everything was all calmed down, uh, Corey or her sister would read the Bible. And then they would uh, talk to each other all around there. They would do it in Dutch, and then translated into German. And then all those who spoke Dutch and German and spoke other languages would share that verse, whatever the verse was that they read. They would share that all around. And then they would start singing. And she said it had to be in a whisper. We couldn't sing loud. We couldn't do anything loud because if the um, guards heard it, they'd come in and, and get them. They'd get them a lot of pain. And some of them would even probably die because they were worshiping God. And she said, she said, that's what she said. Those times were just a little preview of heaven. Okay? And I thought about that, and I, I wondered, wow, wouldn't it be great if we could have a little preview of heaven here? I'm, I'm going to tell you, when we sing some songs sometimes, even the ones that we don't know, when we sing those songs, songs we know, I'm telling you, God's probably saying, gee, we should pick that up a little bit. You know what I mean? I wish they'd just sing that a little bit more from their heart, you know? And, and, and that's what was happening in that prison camp. It was all from their heart, and they wanted to worship God, so they did. It's like a little piece of heaven. It's in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. John says, 
I saw a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne, before the Lamb of God, praising and singing. Oh my, my gosh, friends. If you don't like to do it today, you're not going to like to do it then. I have the picture of heaven of of a, um, a great big sanctuary that's like 10 different pie shapes, you know. And in the pie shapes, there's great big walls because I don't want to hear what the Pentecostals are doing over there. You know what I'm saying? You know, so the Pentecostals will be over in this one part. The Methodists will be in their part. And then some other dead people will be around, you know, and, and everything. You know what I mean? And, and then they'll have places where you just want to, one pie will be for those who want to sing from their heart. The rest of us will say, no, I didn't sing that I got down there. I'm not going to sing like that up here. You know what I mean? We miss. I wonder why we miss the, added, the opportunity to come and praise God. Um, every, time we, every time we come to worship right here in this place, it should be a place of, of just a little bit of heaven. A little bit of heaven. Uh, it, it's difficult for us to, uh, to understand that. If we want to, you and I, have that transforming power, you know what, I, I love this mic, but I hate it. If we want that transforming power in our lives that we're talking about, we have to have that day of, of passion. We have to have that day of, of um, praise in our lives every day. We should, be, we should quit saying, God, send me your Holy Spirit, because God's up there saying, I did! <laughs> you got him, quit fooling around! And we should ask God every day. Every moment in our lives, why in the world am I falling short? Because I have that power. I can, I can have that passion with friends uh, at church. I can have that, that um, praise with these same friends at church and sing from our hearts and, and really lift up. God said it in the Old Testament in, about the offerings the Israelite people were give, giving. He finally looked at all of them and he said, I'm stinking tired of your offerings. As a matter of fact, they make me sick. I'm going to throw up. And sometimes, I believe, especially on days like this, when we're reminded that, uh, <clears throat> that indeed um, we, we need to touch that passion and that praise in our lives. Because only then do we, we find that we have prophecy going on. And that's what happens here. If you look at it, in the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Who's he going to pour it out on? All? Well, he doesn't mean me. Does he mean you? Oh, my goodness. All people? Remember, I looked that up. All people means all people. Your sons and daughters, they'll prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Some of us are in here, right in that category, and we're happy. Even on the servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. God is talking about you and I, and we panic when we hear that, that thought, but he's talking about nothing more than sharing the truth. He wants us to share the truth with the people we work with, our families, people we know, people we don't know. He wants us to share with them the truth about God, simply that God loves us and cares for us, and he has sent his son to die for us. If you listen to verse 21, the whole thing of prophecy is that all those that heard and believed would be saved. 
You and I, our, our goal, the goal of the United Methodist Church is to transform the, the world by creating disciples for Jesus Christ. We need to share it, uh, this whole thing of being a prophecy, a prophetic person. We need to share it with um, words that we say, with, with the way that we respond to people. See, I, fell, I fall so short in prophecy there. Uh, and people say stuff to me, and, uh, and I'm thinking, what the heck's the matter with you? You're not, you're not with me, that's for sure. You know, we, we don't want to go back there. <laughs> Our actions say an awful lot, though, don't they? And this week at conference, I pray that my actions are all positive and show um, God's love. Amen? And, uh, <clears throat> and then not only our words and our actions, but our total life need to be a response to the Holy Spirit filling us, falling on us, and touching us. The moment we ask Jesus to come into our lives, we have that Holy Spirit. I like Frank Lumbach. Frank Lumbach is a missionary from 1950 to 1915 to 1950, I think, in the Philippines. And he started a movement um, that was pretty powerful. But he, he said, every person we meet, every person we meet because we're filled with the Holy Spirit is God's opportunity to have them find him as Lord and Savior. And I think that's what we need to grab a hold of. In our life, we need to, to start living our lives spirit-filled. Spirit-filled, friends. You're sp- quit asking God to come fill you. He already did it. The moment you ask Jesus into your life, you get the Holy Spirit. So if you haven't asked him, today's the day to ask him to come into your life. And then what we need to understand is to have that passion. Now, when I say to have that passion, that means that... We should all have that same goal in life. We should be rushing along together to do nothing more than bring people into the kingdom of God. My prayer, my prayer is that every time we come to worship, that we leave here differently than when we walked in. I pray that almost every day, I, every Sunday, I, I will say, Lord, help us um, to worship you today in such a way that it moves us in our heart and in our lives whether it's the singing or, or greeting each other or, or whatever it is, that we would be faithful to um, being that um, person who is willing and able to be in one accord, to give you that passion that we need and to um, enjoy the result of that passion by praising God with all that we are, all of our heart, mind, and soul. Amen? We are to share the awesome grace, the God who promises that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That should be our, our goal. Not to fill this church. Not to fill up this church or the one next door. But to get people who want to go to heaven. Amen? To help people find their way. That's our joy. I wonder. I take that back. Let's you and I ponder something today. Let you and I wonder, as we take this Holy Communion, hmm? I wonder who God would use us to bring to the kingdom of God because of one accord. Well, you know, when we take communion, what are we doing? Taking it as one. Amen? It's a desire behind it. Let us... Um,
this day, let us this day too find that passion as individuals and as a body. Let us find that passion that says, I want to do that. I, you know, I'm not concerned about the painter, the carpenter, the, anything else. What I'm concerned about is my neighbor who doesn't know Jesus Christ, my family member that doesn't know Jesus Christ, my coworker who doesn't know Jesus Christ. Uh, let us be concerned about them and ask God to let his Holy Spirit guide us and direct us that way. Amen? If, uh, amen? I thought maybe you all went to sleep. If, if we would change that attitude in our hearts and see that everything else is just a, a, a stepping stone to getting people into heaven, I hope it would change our attitude about being together and change our attitude about singing and change our attitude about sharing the truth of Christ, being in that prophet that we are. Amen? Let's, um, let's, let's think about that as we do this great Thanksgiving together. Again, remember, you're all in caps. Okay.